Hello, I'm your host, Brooke Thievarge of Bad Ceramics, and you're listening to Batty Bitches, a podcast where I chat with fellow artists about the behind-the-scenes topics which impact our creativity. It's time to get Batty Bitches... We have power! <laughs> <laughs> yes! On this episode, I'm joined by Hannah Froman from Between the Sky and Dirt to talk about seasonal depression. And we all, I mean, not all, but I'd, I'd like to think that most artists suffer from seasonal depression whenever it starts to get cold outside something within us just flat lines you know um so this episode is not meant to treat or diagnose depression symptoms we are just two artists sharing our experiences and our opinions so please consult a professional if you are struggling and on that note hello hannah hello (laughs) how are you today i'm good happy to be here I'm happy, happy to, to have talk you. about seasonal depression. <laughs> it's it's going to be weirdly sad, but, you know, I'm trying. <laughs> That's what matters. It is. Alrighty, so for those who aren't familiar with you and your work, can you please describe your artistic background? Yes, so um, I started Between the Sky and Dirt in 2020 during the pandemic because I lost my job and had a bunch of free time. Um, but I dabbled in art my whole life. I really enjoyed making jewelry as a kid and then fell out of it um, and picked it back up when I didn't really know what else to do. And it kind of saved my mental health a little bit. Um, but I make jewelry out of mushrooms um, that I forage and I also do some metalwork. And I am currently teaching myself lapidary, which is uh, stone and rock polishing and stuff for jewelry. Sweet. When did you start? Where and when did you learn how to do metalsmithing? Um, so I started last um, or this past January and um, I taught myself. I'm self-taught. Um, in regards to all of the art I do. I watch a lot of YouTube um, and I am, I guess, I'm good at watching and uh, replicating what I see, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's Um, amazing. I watched a lot of YouTube of people melting metal and kind of just experimented as I went. Wow. That is just mind-blowing to me to be able to just pick up a skill that's so technical and do it just by watching a video. And, oh, my goodness, I just – I wouldn't be able to do that. And I learned metalsmithing in college and all of the little things that you need to know, like safety precautions, the chemicals you use, the difference of the melting different metals and all the little tools that you need. Like, that's awesome that you did that all on your own. And kudos to you because your work is really amazing. I love it. Thank you. Yeah, I yeah. do. Um, I have a background in science. I uh, 
So I do, I did have prior knowledge on all the chemicals, which in my opinion is the scariest part. Yeah. Uh, So that did help that I knew what I was doing with them. Oh, that's Uh, good. Yeah. (laughs) Because I think if I didn't, it it definitely would have been something that held me back. Um, Yeah. Not knowing how to safely use all of that for sure. Yeah, I think that's the one thing that help, holds me back with ceramics, too, because it's most, like, glaze chemistry is really big. And if there wasn't commercial glazes that I could buy, I don't think I would be able to produce my own glazes because of the chemistry. It's just, I mean, I almost failed chemistry in high school, so <laughs> I don't imagine myself mixing glazes very good. I mean, I'm... Even baking in the kitchen and cooking, I wing it. I barely measure anything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I'm just not that type of person. I I do a lot of eyeballing, um, but I think um, I'm going to get – have you ever seen people that have those tattoos where they have, like, teaspoon, like, circles on their hand or, like, they get a ruler tattooed on their arm? Yes, Yep, I'm. I've been thinking about that for you know practicality reasons. <laughs> Just get your finger has lines on it. <laughs> yeah, so I always know what two inches is. <laughs> hey, it's not a bad idea though. <laughs> so, when does your seasonal depression hit you? Like, when do you feel it starts to come on? You know. So you usually I would say January. Um, But this year, I had a very weird November. Um, It was really, really warm, and then the cold just kind of hit, and I feel like it really threw me off. I kind of rallied a little bit, and December was okay. But I think especially the snow starts here in January, and it's just very dark and, and long. Yeah. So where are you? Um, I am in Northwest Indiana, um, near okay. Chicago. Yeah, and I'm in upstate New York. Well, kind of in the middle. I'm about an hour away from Albany, for reference. So, yeah, the snow could start in October for us, and it's crazy. Like what right now, it dark there. Yeah, it gets really dark here very soon. Um, I want to say right now the sun starts to set around 4.30 mm-hmm. and it doesn't come up until around 6.30 a.m. <laughs> yeah. So it's a sad time, you guys. Sad. We're on central time. Like, pretty... We're the only part of Indiana besides the southern tip that are on central time and everywhere else is eastern time. Um, but... Being on central time causes our sun to start, like it starts getting dark around 3.30 here. Wow. Um, I think the sun rises a little earlier, but I'm closing our blinds at like 4 because it's dark out. <laughs> wow. I don't even have blinds. I mean, I do, but I don't use them because, you know, I want as much natural light as possible. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I don't care if my neighbors really see much of me. Yeah, you're either you have a naked neighbor or you are the naked neighbor. (laughs) Well, there you go, everybody. I'm your naked neighbor. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) It's 
it's really really funny um because my upstairs studio is right next to my bedroom door and i took the blinds off the windows specifically because i knew i wasn't going to use them so why not just not have them at all mm-hmm. and <laughs> you know you might see brooks butt here and there <laughs> if you're looking through the window outside <laughs> So yeah, my seasonal depression, I think mine starts the same around January. Um, I believe probably this year, like right now, (laughs) it's the last week of December when we're recording this. So I'd say after my last restock, I kind of hit a standstill. I was trying to relax and I felt so guilty about taking time off coming from such like a really um high from my last holiday restock and Mm -hmm. it's the last restock of my my year and I'm like oh this is amazing this is great I'm going out with a bang and then all of a sudden I'm like I can't like mentally function in a way like I even tried sketching in my sketchbook and nothing was coming to me. And my next restock is late January. So I I have around three and a half, maybe even just three weeks to create work because then I'm going on vacation on January 31st. So I really have to get my ass in gear. (laughs) But uh, I'm trying to think of new designs and I'm just flatlining. Like I can't think of anything new for this certain uh, collection. Like I'm doing Fox and I can't think of anything other than a forest or a burrow. (laughs) And I'm like, what? How can you like make that into something? I'm just, I feel like I'm exhausted from the holidays at the same time. And there's so much going on in my brain, but at the same time, there's nothing. So I'm really in like this mental creativity limbo of going back and forth in my own head and then trying to produce the new work is even harder because you go from taking time off to trying to get back in the swing of things and it's not going to work very well the first few days. So yeah, I'm struggling with that. And I think the my seasonal depression really hinders my creativity because I can't go outside as often because it's so cold out and there's no life. I mean, winter means death in some ways. So Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah, it's just, it's, and then it's all of the baggage from the entire year. Like, like your new year's resolutions feel so waited on me and I feel like I need to create new year's resolutions for the new year and fulfill them but then looking back at my new year's resolutions for 2022 I'm like I don't even know if I fulfilled any of them like I I have to go back and read them but I don't know it's it's like that weird feeling of you want to succeed and then you're looking back at your end of your year and you're like, did I succeed? Like I succeeded in other ways, but I never truly finished my goals. And then you're thinking about it and it's just ugh, like the never ending spiral of doom. 
yeah, like that sucks. I didn't do that. And, and then you want to do better in the new year. So you're putting all this pressure on yourself in such this short amount of time. It's, it's mentally exhausting. And then coming off of the holiday season and having to spend time with family and family themselves can be exhausting. And it's just a weird time. It is. And everything feels like it's, I don't know, for me, it's almost like surreal sometimes where I'm like, is every, is this even real? Right. (laughs) Everything just stops in winter where you're like, you kind of feel like you don't know what's up or down a little bit. And especially after the holidays, it's just like everything, it's just go, 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 go. And then you just stop. Yeah. And your body like wants to keep going, but your brain can't. And it's like this weird fight between something inside you where you just like don't really, I don't know, I call it walking around and picking things up and putting them back down. Like you just don't really know what you're doing. You're just wandering around your house and you like pick something up and you're like, no, no, no. And you put it back down, wander around, forget what you're doing. Yeah, it's like that is what winter is for me. That's the best way I can describe it. No, it's true. Like I was, I took a whole week off after my restock, and I just sat on the couch. I barely did anything. I think I did a few house chores, and I played with my cat most of the time. But I, I can't think of anything that I did really productive wise. <laughs> You know, I think that's that's okay though. Like Yeah, it's really good to just do nothing. Mm-hmm. But when I am my own business owner, like we It's stressful we, to not do nothing. Yeah. <laughs> like you feel like guilty. I, f- I do feel guilty and I feel like taking an entire day off to do absolutely nothing hinders my future when I try to produce new things, like Mm -hmm. I feel slower, I'm in a slump. I, I don't know. I just, it reminds me of in college, whenever I would uh, oil paint these really, really big canvas and before painting to pump myself up, I would literally do jumping jacks. (laughs) (laughs) I'd jump in front of the canvas and like punch the air and be like, yeah, let's go. Let's do it. (laughs) I feel like I got to start doing that again, but with my clay. Yeah, I I actually found something that's really helpful. I have ADHD, so it might just be helpful in that respect. But doing something in the morning in the winter that's really enjoyable for you, that kind of like where you allow yourself to just like, yeah, just like play with clay or make something that you don't usually make that's like not to sell or anything if that makes sense to like get your dopamine and your serotonin going and like maybe creative juices um I've been doing that for maybe like 30 minutes to an hour every morning and it's been really helping um just that's really great yeah low energy of the winter seasons yeah I feel like the only thing that will really wake me up mentally and spiritually is just to go outside (laughs) yeah just go out in the cold 
and mm-hmm. let it like enter my being. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like uh I was watching um a series on Netflix about how um doing certain sports um Oh, I don't remember the title of it, but it was like humans and sports and why we need to do them. And I'm like, well, okay, I'll watch or whatever. I want to learn, you know? Mm-hmm. And this lady, um, she was going through a lot of emotional trauma and she would put herself into frozen bodies of water, like cut the ice and go swimming. And she would only be under the water for less than a minute. But it really like resonated with her and put her in control of her body and her situation, and it helped her fight through her trauma. Yeah, I and have, I'm like, I have heard of that. Yeah, so I'm like, might as well just go out in the cold and fight it, and then come back in and be like, yeah, I'm ready. Mm-hmm. So, cold exposure, yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, obviously, be smart about it. Like, don't go out naked. (laughs) Uh, Or have a plan if you do. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yoo-hoo! Let's hope you don't have that many neighbors. You know, public indecency is bad. Yep, it is. Yeah, so... We're getting to our advice for those who suffer from seasonal depression and how to snap out of it. Um, (laughs) Mine is I surround myself with plants. And that really helps because I love plants. I love life in general. um, And surrounding myself with plants not only gives me good oxygen during the winter you're stuck inside and you need that fresh oxygen Mm -hmm. um it also brings like a spark of joy to my studio because it's colorful there's life it's something that i i love to grow plants and see them grow and see them change throughout time and i have a lot of orchids so Ooh, right now wow. yeah That's i have impressive. found like 14 orchids and most of them i want to say like 12 of them are uh going to be in bloom soon like they all have stems with new buds mm. and i'm so excited wow. because yeah a lot of them are uh i saved them from the sale section mm-hmm. and you know, when orchids are on sale, they don't have flowers. Like, you don't know what color they are. You have no mm-hmm. idea what you're going to get. So I really enjoy that fact. So I have a so couple exciting. that I have. Yeah, I have no idea what they're going to be. And they're going to start to bloom soon. Yay. Ah, that's beautiful. Yeah, one, one is really, really light green. So I'm kind of, I'm worried that it's just going to be white. <laughs> <laughs> Boring. <laughs> Um, but the other one is like a dark purple and I'm so excited about that because you really have no idea. Like it could be spotted orchid. It could be like just plain purple. It could be pink. It could be like just this weird variation. And there's so many different colors and combinations of orchids. And I just, I love them so much. And I wish I could have every single one of them, but, you know, I have a tiny apartment, and you can only do so much in it. (laughs) 
That's so satisfying too that you like you saved them and they're blooming now. Yes, uh, and a lot of people think once orchids don't produce flowers, they're kind of dead. But that's not right. They're still alive. Their leaves are still growing, and you just need to show them love and affection and give them their proper watering schedule and certain light and they'll come back they they always come back for me and my longest orchid bloom I've ever had was over a year wow and I yeah I don't know what I did it must have just really loved the the uh south facing window (laughs) yeah (laughs) um so yeah, my plants really help me with my seasonal depression. Um, the fact that the orchids bloom around winter time is even better. <laughs> yeah, um, I like to go outside, take some walks. Like we said, breathe in the cold. It can, it can help. It can be beneficial just to get fresh air too. And also taking advantage of the time off during the holiday season. I know we said like it's a weird limbo <clears throat> pardon me. It's a weird limbo state, but you can start planning your your new year in that time, like make goals lists, um start your taxes. I know that's kind of dreadful, but I did that <laughs> and I actually got them all done. I'm just waiting on my December bank statement and I'm waiting <laughs> I'm waiting on my payments um to give me my taxes like I'm ready for my numbers and they're not ready so <laughs> let's go <laughs> impressive good for you like, damn thank you like I need PayPal and I need Stripe to get on my game let's go I'm ready <laughs> up to it guys come on yeah <laughs> let's go is there anything that you do that's uh for your artwork and your creativity to try to boost your mental health during this time well i take vitamin d which is very important i think oh yeah um and does help especially if you live up north you're gonna be deficient um But yeah, definitely getting outside. I have a big dog that we adopted in June, and he needs daily walks, so I don't really have a choice, which I have found is actually really helpful. I have to go outside every day (laughs) because he needs exercise. Um, I also usually in the winter, I pick up kind of like a new hobby or like craft of some sort to learn. I like learning new things. Um, Last winter, it was soldering and metalwork. This winter, I'm playing around with lapidary. Um, So that's been kind of keeping me out of the sads a little bit. Um, I think really important, too, it's to remind ourselves that humans aren't really supposed to be going, going, going in the winter. And we just have to because of capitalism. So, like, it's, it's okay to sleep a little more if you feel like you yes. need it. It's okay to not go outside as much. Like, we're supposed to hibernate a little bit. Um, True. And yeah, sometimes that might be just what you need is, like, that extra hour of sleep because it's still dark out. Um, but also, it's important to not just sleep because that can contribute to the sads, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a balance. 
<laughs> it is a balance, and it's one of the hardest balances that I struggle with is my sleep. Mm-hmm. I I get I feel like I get way too much sleep, but I'm a Taurus, and we're all about sleep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sleep is really important. I go I go in and out of sleep phases where sometimes I sleep a lot, and other times I don't sleep much at all. Um, but it's kind of just listening to your body and kind of, you know, if you feel extra tired, maybe you're tired from something and you just need a little break. Yeah, definitely. I could use a nap today. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't help when the sun doesn't come out either. It was sunny yesterday, but today it's pretty cloudy. So I'm just like, oh, is it daytime? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's really sunny here right now. We have blue skies. I don't see any clouds, which is nice. And my neighbor's snow is melting in his yard, which is really weird. Um, our uh, meteorologist on the news said that this week... The last week of this year is just the weirdest weather for winter because we went from extreme cold, like almost in the negatives, and now we're in the 50s. And it's such a harsh jump from like one day it was 17 degrees and then the next day it was 50 degrees. Like that's a huge temperature jump. And that's not normal. I mean, I don't think it's normal. Like, uh, just and and it just goes into the fact of like global warming is not just getting warm all the time. Mm-hmm. It's the extreme temperature difference, extreme weather difference. It's not the fact that the Earth is just getting warmer. It's the fact that everything to do with it is changing. And I have a theory. I have a theory. This is just like my hypothesis <laughs> of the next like a hundred years or or probably even longer because evolution takes thousands of years. Um, I have a feeling that the seasons are going to be backed up. So say like uh, summer is going to be backed up all the way into October and then fall is going to be like um, November, I mean, probably, like, December into February, and then springtime is going to be winter, and then summer is going to be spring, and yeah, it's just gonna, it's just gonna keep going, and evolution's gonna take it, and things are gonna change, mm-hmm. part of me wants to see it happen, another part of me's like, hell no, <laughs> things are gonna go crazy, <laughs> But yeah, that's my hypothesis for the evolution of weather. Yeah. That's interesting that's... now because I've I've noticed that too. Like from it being a child to now is like the seasons do kind of seem like they're shifting. Yeah, growing up we had like really set winters, and they started really early and. They ended swiftly around like March, but now it's just getting backed up and backed up, and, mm-hmm. and 
it's just messing with us, you know? Like, mentally, we're like, we don't know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Like, that's how... Not predictable anymore. Predictability yeah. brings, you know, comfort. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. So, uh, I want to get back into the helpful tips to fight the sad. <laughs> Um, I wrote down that winter can be really dry, at least for upstate New York. So I have forced air heating in my apartment, and a lot of people do. Mm -hmm. And it dries me out so bad, and my allergies get horrible. I've never had this bad of allergies until I had forced air. And I just, I wake up, and my entire face feels like a balloon. And I take nasal spray and an allergy pill. And the nasal spray really helps because it also dries up your ear canals because your nasal passages are connected to your ear canals. And then if your ears are clogged and your nose are clogged, then it can mess up with your your head because it makes you feel dizzy with vertigo from your ears. So that's my problem. And taking vitamin D, like you said, is huge, like... Don't take too much because you can overdose on vitamin D, I've heard. Uh, So, yeah, take vitamin D like every other day. That would be nice. Uh, I have a humidifier. Uh, I sleep with one next to me, and I also have a second one, and I move it from my studio to my living room. And those are really nice. The ones that have, uh, like, the air spitting out of them not like literal spitting but like like it looks like a fog machine Mm -hmm. but it's just water humidifying (laughs) (laughs) uh those ones are really good especially if you have plants yeah but the plants are super happy with those oh yeah um and yeah when you breathe good you feel good you know so those are my helpful tips Mm -hmm. yeah also (laughs) I feel like, I mean, diet is always important, but making sure you're getting a colorful diet. Um, I feel like it's harder to eat um, a variety of foods in the winter. Like, I just want to eat noodles and bread and soups and things. (laughs) Yeah, but, (laughs) you know, fruits and vegetables are important and they they can really change your mood if you're not getting... Because then you're just not getting all the vitamins. and Eating healthy definitely has a big impact on your mood and obviously your physical health. And when your physical health is good, then your mental health, um, it just goes hand in hand. And when your mental health is good, then your physical health and like your gut really can change your mood. Like I know when I was struggling with my... um, I had a stomach ulcer that was, uh, it went for almost a year unchecked and it just got worse when the pandemic hit and I was like down and out and it really messed with my mental health. And I was, I was so mad all the time because I was sick all the time and I was sick of being sick. Mm -hmm. And if I ate better and I learned what foods I can't eat, and what affects me, and I got on the right medication, like, that I was good, and I've been good for pretty, pretty long time, and I'm pretty happy about that, like, 
I started taking a probiotic, which I think really helps, um, especially if you guys have trouble pooping. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I have trouble pooping. There you go, everybody. <laughs> uh, probiotics can really regulate you. <laughs> so important. I studied I studied yes. nutrition in college, so I'm a big I'm a big food pusher. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. yeah, people gotta know. Because there's more junk food in the world now than ever. Mm-hmm. And during this time, like you said, it's easy to just eat the food that you want to eat. And it's not the fact that we don't want to eat healthy. It's the fact that we might not be able to get the fresh food because it's not in season or we don't. And then like the holiday season, you're there's cookies and there's there's tons of baked goods and there's all these sweets that you're like, Oh, okay. I'll have some of that. <laughs> um, because why not? I mean, play pain versus pleasure, right? <laughs> yeah. And you just want to feel warm and good and the carbs and the sugar make you feel warm and good. Yeah. Or like, you know, a little bit about- and then you crash and <laughs> yeah. And then you sleep too long. <laughs> it's a cycle. Uh, during the time off from the holidays, like after the holidays, and you have this short period of time that you have off, it's a good idea, and I should have been doing this because I kind of feel like I'm in like an art slump because I wasn't working for a full week, and my mental state was just like, I wanted to work, but I didn't want to work, and I was just... Mm -hmm you know, back and forth. And I should have been building my inventory for the new year. But, you know, I needed the rest. But I feel like I took too much time to rest. But building your inventory can help you in the months to come, especially if you sell um, consignment shops, or if you have an online shop that like you, uh, I'm trying to think of the word, like you mass produce a certain design and you have, you need to build the inventory for that certain design, Mm -hmm. you know? So during that time period, if you don't necessarily want to take the time off and you just continue wanting to go, 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 then building the inventory, and you don't have to do it fast either. Just take your time with it, enjoy the process of creating and then once you have that inventory, you feel more relaxed when you need it in the the future. So you're like, oh, I'm so glad I made those like extra 10 things because now I don't have to worry about it and I'm good to go. Mm-hmm. So yeah, building your inventory and speaking of inventory and how difficult, difficult it is during the winter knowing that you can't forage for your nature supplies for your jewelry, how does that affect you? Yeah, so I just, I lived in Bloomington, which is about uh, three hours south of where I am now. And just that three hours drastically changes the weather. Um, Bloomington rarely got snow. So I didn't really have an issue until this, um, the past two years moving up here. because we get snow up here and it greatly cuts down my um, foraging windows. Um, so I've really, really hustled in the fall. Um, 
and collected as much as I could. This was a rough year because we didn't have much rain. So in general, I just have very, very low stock of everything. Um, Our snow is melting, so I'm kind of hoping I can get out there and get some turkey tails this week. Um, I kind of have it set where I do seasonal things. So like turkey tails are like a fall, winter thing that I do more of um, because that's when they're more in season. And then spring and summer is more of like the tiny little like when you think of mushrooms like the little red capped ones and all that um because that's when they're in season but yeah this this year was rough (laughs) um adding new mediums on has helped um like doing the metal work and stuff because i'm not um as uh low on stock because you can just you know buy metal um (laughs) yeah but yeah um definitely an issue up north I cannot collect in the winter which um makes me spend more time in the summer and fall instead of making things I am looking for things yeah and taking the time to forage like a lot a lot probably makes you feel like really happy and excited to go outside and now that it's winter you're probably I mean I don't want to speak for you but I would definitely feel even sadder (laughs) that I couldn't go outside and forage for the things that I love like I love foraging myself like for um wild herbs and flowers and uh wild sumac spice like I love doing that I love taking from what I have around me to use in my cooking Mm -hmm. and my tea blends so not being able to do that it really makes me down (laughs) yeah it it is a bummer I I feel like I've added winter things in and our snow melts up here so really like I'm always kind of waiting for the snow to melt before it comes back where I can get out and look for things um like since it's going to be in the 50s this week um there's a chance that there might be oyster mushrooms out around us um so there is still foraging in the winter it's just not as much um but I do spend a lot of time thinking about it. <laughs> well, that's good. <laughs> do you have foraging books to try to keep your mind on it? Yeah, I have books. I also, um, in the winter, I kind of, we spend a lot of time, my partner and I, looking for places that maybe will be good for certain things in the spring and summer. Um, so, like, we do a lot of um checking out new places to hike and be like, oh, this would be a good morale spot or this would be a good spot for turkey tail or things like that. So we try to keep ourselves busy and there is still work involved in foraging in the winter um, because you kind of need to find the spots when all of the brush and leaves are not there um, to figure out what's what, I guess, that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. Is there anything that you came across during the winter that you were completely surprised that you found? Um, not this year. Well, actually, we found 
a lot of oysters growing, oyster mushrooms growing that I was really surprised about because they were growing in the middle of the blizzard and they started growing in 30 degree weather, which I had never seen before. So maybe the ground was really warm. Um, but I find a lot of um, abandoned uh, cars and like old farm equipment in the woods, but I kind of feel like a lot of people stumble across those things. Um, yeah. Um there's a trail really close to our apartment and we go on it quite often. And uh, I want to say last winter, probably in January, February of last year, well, this year, actually, um, we stumbled across, like, I feel like there was a house there because there was a little small uh, concrete like staircase mm -hmm. and then you keep going through the woods and there's snow on the ground and like there's no leaves it's it is winter in this circumstance in this situation and you keep going and I found like metal springs which looked like the innards of an old couch or a mattress Weird. And yeah, and then an uh, old refrigerator and tires. I'm like, what are these homeless people doing out here? Interesting. <laughs> we, do, yeah, we do have a small homeless population, sadly. Um, so I don't know if it's just was them like making base camp, and then over the years things just rotted mm -hmm. and. They obviously didn't come back. Yeah, it was weird. And I was also, I don't think I was foraging. I think I was just going around hiking and going through the woods, enjoying the weather and trying my best to enjoy the winter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you can find some weird stuff in the you woods. Know, once we found giant, uh, like, cement painted cows. What? They were, you know, some of them, like, pieces broken off and stuff, which added to the creepiness. But there's this trail we went on where there were just, like, giant ceramic cows. I think there was, like, a pig. Um, <laughs> like, what? <laughs> what used to have go on here? <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, I can see it. That that sounds like a weird horror mm -hmm, movie. Mm -hmm. Definitely, it was a little creepy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that does sound creepy. Um, are there any seasonal changes to your work ethic or your process during the winter? Um, yeah, I would say in the winter I do a lot more. Um, experimenting with like new designs and things um kind of in the summer and spring I'm just making things that I've made in the past um and I do more metal work in the winter um but yeah it's kind of um since I've moved it's changed a lot and I'm still kind of getting into the groove of it up here I'm trying to find what works best I definitely work more in the winter than I do in the summer I do a lot more collecting in the summer um 
but so since I've started every year is a little different um, on like when my busier months are, when the slow months are. So I haven't really had much to go off of in that sense. Yeah. Sweet. Um, yeah, I can definitely see that your busy time during the winter. For one, you use a blowtorch for the metalsmithing, so you don't want to use a blowtorch when you're really, really hot and sweaty right, yeah. <laughs> during the summer. Yeah, and with that, I have so, a ventilation system, so there are some days in the summer where I'm like, I cannot open that window it's going to get too hot, but the same goes for the winter where I'm like, I, I can't open the window. I'm going to freeze. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. Oh jeez. <laughs> yep, so it, it really is. Resin works better in the winter than it does in the summer. So it's all just kind of. Wow. I would have never known that. The, I live in a really humid area, so I have to really control the environment of my office in the summer um, or else the resin just like gets ruined and full of water because there's so much humidity in the air even with a that's so interesting. even with a dehumidifier <laughs> so do you feel like your art is affected by the seasonal sads um does I guess what I'm trying to say is the emotional aspects of the seasonal depression do you feel like that has a significant impact on the way you work um I think it does, but not, I started my art journey as like a form of therapy when my brother passed. So for me, a lot of my inspiration comes when I'm sad. <laughs> um, so, and I also, I go through a lot of different types of sadness as many people do, but I have certain types of sadness that I just get a lot of um, inspiration from. And I think that's when I create some of my most beautiful pieces, which is interesting. Um, so I would say it does and it doesn't, I guess. Um, I kind of lost yeah, myself in that, but <laughs> um, yeah. Sadness kind of affects well, my art, I think, where a lot of people, maybe when they're feeling sad or down, they have a harder time creating, where a lot of times when I'm feeling sad or down, the only thing I can do is make things, um, and I can't really function in any other way. Your sadness can really impact how you work, because like you said, you feel like more prone to create when you feel sad because it's the only thing that you feel like you can do at that time. And I do agree with that because a lot of artists, in my opinion, I think a lot of us struggle mentally with like past traumas or going through things like in real time mm -hmm. and worrying and you know we're we're very susceptible people and empathetic and all of the above so creating artwork is a way for us to express our feelings and to get our emotions out and feeling sad can have benefits to our work 
like we can create some of the best work when we're feeling sad. Like for example, when I was going through my stomach issues and and then the start of the pandemic, like really like gave me that stomach ulcer. I swear it was a stress ulcer. Um but I created some of my best work, I feel. I that was when I painted my hummingbird mugs and they're like, I'm looking back at the pictures, and I'm like, how did I even, like, create all that little detail? Like, if I tried to do that now, I don't know if I would produce mm-hmm. the same amount of detail. It might be because my technique has changed, and I've gotten a little looser, and I don't care as much. But looking back, I'm like, you were in such a bad mental state, like... The pandemic brought me down. My health brought me down. Like, I was feeling completely empathetic towards the Black Lives Matter movement. And everything was just hitting me all at once. And I feel like I created, like, really nice stuff, surprisingly. (laughs) So, yeah, feeling a certain way can impact your work. And sometimes it's for the better weirdly Mm -hmm. enough (laughs) yeah I have some pieces that I made when I was feeling uh really really sad where I look at them now and I'm like I don't think I could redo that I don't know how I did that especially I made I made something where I like didn't solder it correctly but it like still somehow worked and I'm like I could never recreate that because I somehow used the same flow solder on the entire piece like I don't (laughs) but like the sadness like compelled me and somehow it happened (laughs) (laughs) exercise the dance Yeah, like I call exactly. them my sad flower collection because I just have a bunch of like metal flowers I made when I was sad that are beautiful, but I'm like, I don't feel compelled to make more really. <laughs> yeah, sometimes it's just spur of the moment, like you, you gotta make this certain thing just because you feel it within you and it comes out and, and you're like, well, yep. damn, can't do that again. <laughs> Yeah, so when I feel affected by my sadness during the winter, I, looking back at past work, I noticed that I create really colorful subject matter during the winter, and I think that's because I try to bring back the color into my life in (laughs) the only way that I really can. Um, with my work so for example I did flamingos during February so that was like really bright pink birds and really colorful my glazes are always colorful but the like the subject matter is so bright and like Mm eye-catching it brings it brought my spirits up and I would say I'm turning my winter blues pink because <laughs> <laughs> I was painting flamingos. And then this past year, I painted my moth collection, and that was one of my favorite ones I ever did. And during a time period where it was like a blizzard almost every single week, and I don't 
like we said, like during the saddest time, you make some really good work, and that's what happened to me. And my moths were, I feel like, one of my best collections that I've done so far, and some of the best, like. Not just the paintings, but the actual forms and the handles and the trimming. It、mm-hmm. was just, I I feel like, I that collection is a collection that I try my best to continue the technique and to. I always think back to the moth collection too. You want to create the work like this. Remember how you did that? You gotta recreate、mm-hmm. it. <laughs> I'm always going back to what those moth mugs look like. The the form, the shape, the handles. Yeah, so that's what I'm going for、um, into this winter. In January, I tend to do a collection of something that I've never done before that I just want to see if I can pull it off and see how it comes out. Like last January, I did the、mm-hmm. owls, and so that was something that I've never、That's、done、awesome. before. And and now this January, I'm doing fox, and so I'm excited about that. But then I'm also nervous, and I think. Also, the stress and the anxiety that I'm feeling is doing something that I've never done before in a time period where it's just so heavy in my own mind, and the cold and everything, being stuck inside constantly.、Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like I'm putting a lot of pressure on myself to fulfill. January to start the year off with a bang, and sometimes that's just not a good、mm-hmm. idea. Yeah, yeah. I get what you're saying. Yeah. Do you ever like find yourself unable to work until you have just like the right amount of time left, and then you can just like go through it all, or are you someone that has to? Give yourself a lot of time to make sure that you. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um. Because ceramics is so. Um. What's the word? Like time oriented.、Mm-hmm. Because clay dries out, and you need to work on it at a certain dryness.、Mm-hmm. Um. I try to get certain designs done faster. And done quicker, like in the beginning of the month, and then by the end of the month, like mid in the middle, I need to give myself at least a week to fire everything and glaze, and then glaze fire, and then get all my website、mm-hmm. junk done. So the week before my bisque fire, it's like I'm gung ho, like create as much work as you can.、Um, Get everything you wanted finished, and then, but then it changes. I think it depends on the subject matter that I'm doing because that can really change my emotions while I'm creating. Especially、mm-hmm. if the colors that I'm using are monochromatic, I find I I find myself、um, not wanting to continue because painting the same thing, same color scheme over and over again is really boring、mm-hmm. to me. Which is why I really enjoyed the moth collection because it was so many different colors.、Um, so yeah, it depends on what I'm doing, but I feel like in the beginning of the month, I'm like, okay, 
a nice easy going pace and then the middle of the month is like kind of faster mm-hmm. and then right before bisque firing I'm like get it done get it done get it done and then after I bisque fire then it's the glaze hustle and then the restock and I'm like always on the edge of burnout I feel like I'm like so close if I ever glaze four days in a row I feel like I'd be done done Mm -hmm. out I'm like I have to sit on the bench coach (laughs) like I I can't participate anymore (laughs) so yeah it I yeah it just depends on what I'm working Mm -hmm. on I guess yeah how's it like for you um it really depends um with the resin and the turkey tail those are definitely they take time so I can't ever push those off or anything but with the ADHD I am a big procrastinator and I usually like right away when I'm working on a collection I'll get like one to three pieces done at the beginning where I'm like okay this is kind of like the base of it and that's that's what I'm going to surround it around like style wise or have something similar about it um but a lot of times I spend so much time like planning out all of my designs that the day before a collection I'm like working 12 hours um trying to finish everything (laughs) wow um but sounds so then I take a day or two off and it's the cycle continues but yeah I definitely work better under a time crunch um that's also when I'm the most creative I feel like is when I don't really have time to lollygag or um space out or something (laughs) that's a good point yeah, I, I can totally understand that because whenever I'm in the glaze hustle, I feel actually excited about glazing and producing the glazes that I want to see when they come out of the kiln. But, you know, glaze is always like a hit or miss. You never know what you're really going to get mm-hmm. when you open the kiln because the temperature could be off or whatever. Or you added too much color here and too many layers and then it drips. and uh. That must be so um, stressful, yet also somewhat exciting. I don't know. Yeah, it. I'm full of anxiety when I close mm-hmm. the kiln lid and I press the buttons for it to start. And that entire night, I toss and turn in bed, and I'm wondering, like, oh, is my apartment going to catch fire tonight? <laughs> <laughs> like, that's one of the hardest things to get over. And then I go downstairs, and I'm, like, armpits are sweaty because mm-hmm. I'm so anxious that I'm worried about whatever I'm going to find in the kiln and all the time and effort that I put into glazing everything and not only glazing but creating it and painting the Mm -hmm. painted mugs and all that time that I put into it in and then if it comes out amazing then huzzah we've done it if it comes out shit then well (laughs) I tried (laughs) yeah it's it feels like Christmas morning when 
hate to say it, but like when you're almost a teenager and like you want to get a certain present, but you didn't get the certain present you wanted, and now you're kind of bummed on <laughs> <Yeah>. Christmas. <laughs> That's the feeling I get. But yeah, I do. I feel like I create. I have a an oomph to myself when I create during the winter. I think it it feels more like work when I'm in the basement and I can't glaze outside because the weather's so cold and dreary. So it feels like I'm I'm sucked into this work mode that I have to get the work done and I strive to get it done at a certain time. I always set a goal for myself for a resock day and glazing and a day and time to get it in the kiln to get it fired. Um, but during the warmer weather, I feel more like laddie gag about it. Like, oh, I'm outside. I'm glazing in the beautiful weather. And <laughs> I get distracted because like, oh, I have to go pick the vegetables in the garden. Or, oh, that's a nice like bug on the tree. Like, I'm going to go over and <laughs> check it out. <laughs> so... Yeah, like, the winter can be a time to just go gun-ho with whatever you got mm-hmm. going on. It can be a really good thing to get whatever you need done. For done. sure, yeah. How true. I do yeah. agree how but it also... feels more like work, though. Where sometimes you're, yeah. like, dragging to do it. Even though you're like, this is supposed to be something I enjoy. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's the uh, sad part about turning into a business and mm-hmm. our livelihood is we want it to be something so special to us, but at the same time, we're like, we did this mm-hmm. to ourselves. <laughs> turning what we love into a job isn't always mm-hmm. the answer, but you know, I wouldn't change it though, because I, I really do. I'm the type of person who really loves paperwork weirdly enough and I just I enjoy doing my taxes and I enjoy the process of owning a business I do too I wouldn't say I enjoy doing my taxes but I don't I don't hate it well, I don't. <laughs> yeah yeah I mean I enjoy yeah. running the numbers I don't enjoy having to go to the tax lady and be like this is what I got and then she tells yep, me what yep, I yep, owe yep. <laughs> Yeah, speaking of, you better have that money saved up, everybody, because taxes mm-hmm. are coming. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah, that's sad. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get into these listener questions. We've got three listener questions, and I'm starting something new for the podcast. I'm going to state the person's name and their Instagram handle so they feel, like, special, you know? Because whenever I get an answer question on a podcast and they say my name, I feel like, oh, yeah, yeah. do it! <laughs> <laughs> so why not give everybody a little pat on the back? Alrighty, so our first listener question comes from Tyler Dore. Some of you might know him. Um, he was on the episode about art school. He's my really good friend from college. Um, he His Instagram is at inkcapillustrations. And he wants to know, does art feel like a burden when it's around the holidays and winter? 
What do you got? Um, I think it definitely can. This was my first big holiday selling year. I was sick last year, so I didn't do much. Um, But yeah, I think it can definitely feel like a burden. I think I pushed myself too hard this year and fell into people pleasing um, and overdid it a little bit, Um, especially because you get so many people like getting a little rude and demanding about wanting certain things by a certain time where we don't have control of the post and all of that. So it's just, it's draining. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, especially customer basis, um, people online can be very um, arrogant towards the fact that they think that they're entitled to every little thing because it's the holiday season and I have to buy a gift for this person and I, I want to get what I want and blah, 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 blah. And they're feeling the stress of the holiday season too, but it's not right for them to take it out on the little guy behind I feel the like a lot of times people forget that there is a human on the other side of the screen when you're on social media. Definitely. Where it just turns into, you know, a little, little bit of rudeness and entitlement and not understanding that, you know, yeah. we're not machines. We're people. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I definitely feel like the holiday season can be a burden for artists, especially who have small businesses based off their work. Um I start feeling this weird, like, uh, mass production feeling when, like, August hits because August is the beginning of, like, the mm-hmm. Halloween, um, have a like, everything feels like pumpkins, everything, mm-hmm. like, I love it. Halloween's my favorite time of the year, but... Because I own a small business and because I create work based off of the Halloween uh, designs, um, it can feel like more like a job in a way to produce work for all the people who missed out the year before. Like, I get a lot of people saying, oh, I can't wait for this design to come back. I'm so excited because I missed out last year, which... I'm excited for them to stick around for it, but I I don't want them to have to um, depend on me for that certain design because odds are I might not remake Mm -hmm. it because I'm an artist. My creativity fluctuates. My designs change. Like I do what I want to do at the end of the day because I'm the artist. I create the work. And I feel the pressure to create to recreate those certain designs over and over again to make everyone happy. And I learned, I realized that my last Halloween restock, like my Halloween, um, I call them my mm-hmm. Halloweeny mugs, the ones with the jack-o'-lanterns that go all the way around with the, um, the fence and the mm-hmm. bats and the gravestones. And they just sucked the life out of me when I painted them this past year. And I decided to just do like three each of the certain colors and not try to do like 
10 each and I think I did nine each last year and I just felt so drained because it's not only repetitive Mm -hmm. painting and doing the same thing over and over again which not only hurts my head (laughs) but it hurts my hand having to repetitively do a certain thing over and over again but it it hurts like my creativity (laughs) because I don't want to create the same thing over and over again. And I've been trying, like, this past Yule collection, my my last collection of the year, I've been trying to create and come up with new things to keep my inspiration mm-hmm. flowing, but I still feel somewhat stuck. So, I yeah, the holidays does feel like a burden to create work that you not necessarily really feel the need or want and desire to create, but I feel like I have to make other people mm-hmm. happy and I have to make money, you know, like I have to be able to make enough money to pay my bills and not only keep my household going, but to buy presents for the people I love during the holidays. Like that can be mm-hmm. exhausting mm-hmm. too. Definitely. Yeah, re- remaking things is one of my least favorite things to do. <laughs> I I don't like doing remakes. And in what I do, it's a lot of times kind of impossible. Like, no mushroom looks the yeah. same. And yeah. I try my best to get that across to people. But it just, like, you know, it, it doesn't get through. <laughs> Yeah, and that's the fun of of artwork, though. Not every single one is the same, unless you're doing it on a computer Mm -hmm. or of reprinting a photograph or a print of a painting or whatever. Um, But handmade objects, completely original, you can't get the same thing over and over again as hard as you try. And that's what makes it amazing. But then for the... (laughs) those ignorant people online are like, this wasn't the same. It wasn't the exact same mushroom. I am angry. (laughs) (laughs) How dare you give me an imperfect mushroom? (laughs) (sighs) Well, I'm glad we can laugh about it. (laughs) You got it. Alrighty. Well, our next question is from Madeline from Mad Ceramics, and she's wondering if other artists take long breaks after the holidays. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> How are we supposed to survive, Madeline? I kind of almost have to force myself to. I, it's hard when your job is also your passion. Because whenever I don't know what to do, I'm like, oh, I'll go and, like, work on something. And I'm like, wait, I'm trying to take a break right now. I don't know if I should be working on something. (laughs) Yeah. That's how I felt this past, uh, like, week. Um, Like I continue to say, I was just, like, in a limbo of back and forth in my own head. Like, I want to create, but I don't want to create, but I should create. But you shouldn't create because you're Mm -hmm, taking mm -hmm. a break. It's really hard to tell yourself, especially that this is our livelihood, our passion, and our business at the same time. It's hard to break the cycle of thinking 
I have to create money off the things I make, but instead we should be saying, I have to be happy and I have to um, pursue my passion so I create, not the other mm-hmm. way around, you know? Like, we shouldn't have to monetize every little thing that we do. Unfortunately, that's the way the world is today, and that's how our millennial mm-hmm. minds think. But I think it's good to take a step back and just what I'm trying to think of a word like uh, brain fart. Well, I feel like it's especially hard too when you are self employed and work from home or in the home vicinity. Like, my office is in our house, so I am always at work, kind of. So it's really, it's not like I yeah. leave the office. So my mind is kind of always there, I feel like. Yeah. Same. That's why I feel so guilty about not working, because I can see the studio. I see that there could be work being done. But, you know, I need a break sometimes. I need to give my wrist some time mm-hmm. to heal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Next question is from Annalisa from Dirtworks Ceramics, and she asks, how does the slow sale season play into the sads? I'd say, um, yeah, if you participate in vendor shows, you'll probably notice a slow season from January through April. I mean, I remember doing vendor shows and absolutely bombing during the winter sales because nobody would come out during the winter to begin Mm -hmm. with. It's cold, worried about the bad weather. Um, And you're coming off of the holiday season and you spend a lot of money on presents and gifts. Um, So you don't want to spend a lot of money and you're probably like thinking about going into the new year. You want to save your money for like vacations or whatever that you have going on anything I don't know your furnace breaks and you need to buy a new furnace all that stuff so yeah I noticed being a part of a winter show is not worth it and then I noticed like vendor shows in general aren't worth it for me anymore because of the mental and physical exhaustion I feel after and during um I just wasn't making enough money to uh pay myself and to pay off the vendor fees and stuff like that it just wasn't worth it for me anymore and that's why I quit the vendor shows Mm -hmm. um I feel like um my slow sale season um because I do all of my well like 95 percent of my selling through um like online and my website um So my slow season is more so when people aren't on their phones as much, which is summer, like end of summer, fall. Um, So I, sads and slow season, thankfully for me, don't overlap (laughs) as much. (laughs) Yeah. That's really good. I'm lucky there. (laughs) But that's really interesting that you bring up the point of people not being on their phones as often during the summer because they are out and about doing more things outside and 
witnessing reality, mm-hmm. which is great. I would say in January, I feel a spike of inspiration to start my new collection based off the something new that I've never done before. But, and coming off the repetitive holiday collection, like recreating the certain designs that I did the year before, I need something new. And I feel like the fact that I'm doing something brand new sparks interest in my followers online and the people who are interested Mm -hmm. in my work. So I don't think that my sales, per se, drop off as much Mm -hmm. during the winter, during January through February, because it really depends on what my collection is, what I'm giving to my viewers to make them excited and to refresh their inspiration Mm -hmm. through my work. So... Yeah, it all depends on how I'm presenting my work and, like, the continuation of posting. You know, the algorithm can fucking suck. So, yeah, it just all depends on how your work ethic continues during the winter. Yeah, I think going off of that, too, my, like, my biggest issue in the winter um, in regards to sales is the inability to get good product photos compared to what I get in the full green months Um, because my thing is like nature and outdoors and all that so it's really hard to get like natural light pretty outdoor pictures in the winter Um, I've you know gotten them here and there but I would say that's the biggest thing sales wise is just like having a hard time photographing my um product um because not natural light just like doesn't do them justice you just can't see the colors like you can um in person or in sunlight um so yeah I completely agree yeah that you bring up such a good point like even our social media can take a hinder from the winter based off your photos, um, just in general. Like, you don't, if you don't have good things to show, then you don't want to post it. But then another part of me is like, just mm-hmm. show it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, I totally get that because I, you don't want to go outside during the winter because it's friggin' cold. Um, you can't find good gloves that uh, are able to press right? <laughs> the buttons <laughs> on your phone to take photos. Yeah. If you're using your phone. I do too. I use my phone. But yeah, uh, one of my helpful things that I've come up with, I think I mentioned it on the podcast before. I can't remember. I think I said it on the social media episode. Uh, don't quote me on that. But uh <laughs> I have this piece of paper. It's an 18 by 24 white piece of paper. These are super easy to find um, at any craft store or, you know, like just get whatever piece of paper color that you want. And I put it on, oh, I'm trying to describe it by words instead of pictures. 
I should probably just take a picture of me taking the picture. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's inside. It's I have a window that is in my living room where most of the sunlight comes through from like uh from when the sun rises to around like one o'clock in the afternoon. The sunlight's always coming through that window. So I put the piece of paper against my coffee table and the floor. So half of it is on the floor and half of it is upright on the edge of the coffee table. So I place my piece on the piece of paper so there's no crease, there's there's no um break in the paper. It's just the one single paper from the bottom to the the backside and that window acts as my natural light source and then the white piece of paper obviously white makes everything look brighter so that's my photography setup for the winter and as you go go through my um social media you'll see most of my product photos when they're finished they just have a white background and that's the piece of paper Mm -hmm. like and all my other photos are outside because I'm getting natural lighting. I really enjoy when I have flowers to do on the backdrop mm-hmm. of the photos to just bring more color into the image. So, yeah, your photos can definitely take a, a back seat during the winter, unfortunately. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Yeah, I don't use any extra light source. I just go mm-hmm. off the sun. Yeah, I don't even turn on the living room light because it's a really crappy yellow lit light anyways. So yellow lighting is not very good yeah. for your artwork. I mean, there's only so much you can do when everything is dead and dark. <laughs> and <it's>, um... Yes. <laughs> Dead and dark. That's my soul. <laughs> yeah, I guess just like oh jeez, I just try to accept that winter is a part of being alive. I guess I've done a better job this um this winter. It hasn't even really started yet, but so far I've been doing okay. <laughs> of trying to see the beauty in the drab and dreary. You know, that is, yeah, that's such a good point. We can't be mad at it. We just have to live with it. And it is what it is. And definitely look at the beauty of the winter. I mean, imagine using this time to really take advantage of the time you have to produce the work that sparks your fire basically and revs your engine for the warmer weather to come like all i can think of is i can't wait for the green to come back i can't wait for flowers to come back so why not produce work that inspires that warmer weather to come back into your life but at the same time don't forget about the winter and what the winter does for the environment, what it can do to resonate within your own soul, to 
initially like rebirth you in a way like that's what winter's all about is to lay low and then it brings back all the life the life comes back at the end of the winter so I like to think of it as I'm setting up myself to fuel my fire for the coming warm Mm -hmm. weather yeah I like that yeah and we can't always be go 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 like summer and spring I feel like it's just nonstop changing. Every time you go outside, something new has happened um, in nature where you can't always go or else you'll wear yourself out. So winter is really important to just give yourself time to slow down a little bit. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, so everybody out there, just take your time. Uh live in the moment of take this winter and <laughs> yes take your d <laughs> get that d get it now um yeah just i i also think it's a really good idea to look back at your year and see how much you've grown and and resonate with how much you've learned and all the things that you've taken from your year that you can take into the new year, continue to strive for whatever you feel that you need and want in your life and in your artwork, in your relationships, within yourself. There's a lot to think about during this time off, this low time. And yeah, just just go about it slow and steady and then once spring comes around you're gonna feel so much lighter and you'll have energy (laughs) it will be back the energy will return it will come back ah that's just good Alrighty, well Thank you, Hannah, so much for being on the pod. I'm so excited to have you because you're my first non-Potter illustrator. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I just, I'm trying to get other types of artists, other mediums on the pod. And I'm just so excited to have you because I love your work. I can't say it enough. Your mushroom earrings Hmm, are my favorite. Like, they are the best piece of jewelry that I have in my jewelry box. And it's not because they're gorgeous. It's literally because they're just beautifully made and they're handmade. And I love handmade and like all that stuff. And they're nature based and I love nature and they're gold and I love gold and, and they have opal on them and opal's my favorite stone. It's literally every little favorite thing in one i just can't thank you enough for yes spreading your talent and making my ears look prettier not fungus on your ears (laughs) (laughs) oh it's it's the greatest kind of fungus there is ear fungus (laughs) well Yes. So where can people find you online if you have anything coming up? Yeah, you can find me on Instagram at Between the Sky and Dirt. I have a collection coming up um, January 6th. 
and you can find my website and subscribe to newsletters um, at betweentheskyanddirt.shop. Sweet. Everybody get over there. <laughs> yeah, thank you for having me. <laughs> get yourself some. Yes, of course. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and a wonderful thank winter. Thank you, you too. <laughs> Thanks for listening. To keep up with the podcast, follow at baddiebitches underscore podcast on Instagram. If you have a topic or question, don't hesitate to send a message. You can also send a voice message that can be played on the podcast by going to the link in the podcast Instagram bio. And as always, stay baddie bitches.